If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hello everyone, it's Friday. Welcome to the Marketplace. Coming up in this edition, Monetary Policy Committee of the Bank of Ghana concludes its 114th meeting today ahead of its announcement of a new policy rate on Monday, September 25. We will be analyzing what the outcome will be and its impact on businesses. Economist Professor Lord Mensah cast doubts on the economy recovering despite the 3.2% growth rate recorded for the second quarter of this year. Government directly, you know, doing the employment and all those businesses are not, you know, on the market to employ. So effectively, I mean, it tells you that, yes, indeed, it's only government that is in business. But at the end of the day, if government is in business, then whom are you going to tax? Plus, Ghana Revenue Authority fights back claims of intimidation and harassment by members of the Ghana Union of Traders Association. We are live with tax consultants on the dynamics of the enforcement and compliance of tax laws. We have details of these and many others lined up for you. Please stay.
Welcome back. This is the marketplace with me, Pius Kujubaka. Let's now settle for the details. An economist, Professor Lord Mensah, has indicated that a lot still needs to be done to firmly stabilize the economy. It follows the 3.2% growth rate recorded for the second quarter of this year. But speaking on PM Express Business Edition, Professor Mensah maintained that a lot more needs to be done to help fast track the economy. So it's the government who is in business, and you can deduce that from you know treasury rates. That is going up the way it shows mm. you know how desperate government is in need of money mm. and activities centered around you know government operations then obviously you should know that we are growing all right but it's not you know um a well distributed growth mm. let me put it that way mm. because we are expecting that we are growing government is spending mm. feeding into the growth individuals are spending feeding into the growth, and then also we have businesses spending, feeding into the growth. But that is not what we see. Mm. It's only government that is... In but is, is that a good thing? Because, again, for an economy, you want to see an all-round economy. I mean, for instance, you see government spending on military, and that is expanding the economy. Fantastic. And that so, does not give us the, the real picture. So that is not actually a good thing. It's not a good thing in a sense that you know, government spent to place certain, you know, amenities for businesses to drive on. So we are expecting government to spend on roads, right? We are expecting government to, you know, since the one employing, right? Because we are expecting that government will lay the foundation. Mm. Business picks up it up from there, and then the businesses will expand, and from there going, they will work. Mm. start employing people. Mm. But that's not what we see. Mm. We see government directly you know, doing the employment and all those businesses are not, you know, on the market to employ. So effectively, I mean, it tells you that, yes, indeed, it's only government that is in business. But at the end of the day, if government is in business, then whom are you going to tax? Mm. That is, you know, what will affect your revenue as well. Mm. Because effectively, if businesses are expanding and they're employing, then of your, you, you should have what? more. And some will revenue. say that is why revenue numbers are, exactly. are still so, not doing well because it's a, it's a therefore hiking the rates is yep. not the answer exactly so it's not the same people that you're supposed to you've employed that you keep on you know taxing the same people who are going around with the economic activities that you get the excise tax mm. from and all those so effectively with the, the hope is that government will be spending but you know it shouldn't go to some extent economy may be growing but it is growing on government expenditure mm. Not on business. So, uh, so if we look at the GDP numbers, for you, we shouldn't be so much excited we, about these numbers shouldn't. because in terms of the recovery, we are still nowhere near recovery. You know, we've, 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 we've had GDP growth of about 6.1 before. Yeah. That was the latter part of, you know, um, 2021. Yeah. And what did we see? Mm. And I always term it as an economy that is hanging. While manufacturing firms are highlighting the challenging state of industries despite claims that the economy is showing signs of recovery, they argue that sales are declining while some are looking at moving into import and packaging. Chief Executive of the Association of Ghana Industries, Seth Chumakwabwa, who disclosed this to Joy Business, noted that the situation calls for some intervention to save the situation. And I've been visiting a lot of companies lately as well to assess the situation. And generally speaking, the general mood is that uh, industries are struggling, sales are down, they are not meeting targets, 
And I'm not surprised that the data that was released clearly showed a bit of contraction in the industrial sector, especially manufacturing and construction and other, other areas. So clearly, uh, industry is struggling. And, and, and surprisingly, it's not just the items that one could consider uh, luxury goods. Even the essential commodities, basic items that are consumable products that we consume on a daily basis, you know, when you talk to companies producing these items, their sales have dropped compared to the year before and perhaps a couple of years back. So clearly, uh, there's a struggle in the system, and it's clearly determined by the fact that consumer spending has gone down. Consumer spending has gone down because people's purchasing power has gone down. Mm. I think that all the debt has changed, and so many things that have happened in recent times has affected consumers' ability to buy goods and services, and it's really reflecting on industry's output and industry's expansion. And that's why we are having all these challenges. So generally speaking, industries are, are not doing as well as expected. Now, as the Monetary Policy Committee prepares to wrap up... So generally speaking, industries are, are not doing as well as expected. Now, as the Monetary Policy Committee prepares to wrap up its 114th meeting, Joy Business is learning that stabilizing the CD and bringing inflation under control have dominated discussions at the meeting so far. Now, the committee is expected to make an announcement on Monday, September 25. The meeting is happening at a time inflation for the month of August recorded a marginal reduction to 40. The second quarter growth rate of 3.2% plus the drop in inflation of 40.1% just recorded um, and of course the relatively stability of the CD. Will you say it is enough justification to hold the policy rate or better still reduce it? Well, um, yes I expect the rate to be held but not for the reasons um, you cited about growth and all of that. Indeed I think the growth trend is one that is slowing. You look at even the revised figure of quarter one, it was 3.3%, and we've seen the quarter two number show 3.2. And I dare say that the impact of the fiscal tightening, uh, I feel like the consolidation going on will be felt a lot more in the second half of the year, really. So we could even see even uh, slower rates of growth the second half of the year, even if it's still growth, it will be at a much lower pace than we've seen before. I think they'll hold the policy rate for for two reasons. Mm. Yes, I acknowledge that um, where the policy rate is now, if we are going by the dictates of uh, the test books and, and, and what the theory suggests, there is still a, a space for further monetary tightening because inflation at 40.1 and policy rate at 30% still leaves a policy gap and there could be space for tightening. But I guess the, the inflation rate is where it is, not entirely due to demand-driven factors, but it's also um, or cost-push factors really, but it's also as a result of some of the actions or inactions from the Bank of Ghana and Governor in um, the Bank of Ghana and the government in, in 2022. However justifiable they are, that is fueling the, the, the level of inflation. But we are entering a phase now where uh, largely justifiable they are, that is fueling the, the, the level of inflation. But we are entering a phase now where uh, largely... But it's not in the, in the interest of... The trend continues is that you see such a decline again, potentially in September. And then when you enter quarter four, you expect the impact of favorable base pool to drive quarters of contraction 
in fact, uh, in the industrial sector, it is in recession, the industrial sector. We've seen that it is a government-driven growth or public sector-driven growth at this point. There is a need to stimulate the economy, really. And so I think so for as long as inflation continues on that downtrend and the risks to the upside are fairly contained and we could see risks from uh, fuel prices as they are going up at the pumps now due to the changes in the global prices for crude oil. There is also the risk from the upward utility tariff adjustments that we, we see coming every quarter, really. But then, for as long as those risks are broadly contained and inflation is on the downturn, there is that incentive to stimulate growth. And through the credit channel, interest rates are punitive at this point. Private sector is bleeding, and it will do us a lot of good if we could stimulate growth from the credit channels now that government is unable to uh, uh, simulate growth or Bank of Ghana is unable to support growth in any form using their policy tools really. And so those are the reasons I feel that for as long as the inflation outlook remains, what we expect that it will continue declining through the fourth quarter, policy rates will remain uh, at 30%. And if we go into quarter one, most likely in March, and the trend continues, we may see a monetary policy rate pivoting. Mm. And what will this uh, maintenance mean to businesses and, of course, the economy as a whole? Well, probably uh, little room for respite. It could be tougher if rates were raised again. And so not increasing it is good for planning, is good for adjusting, and then people can begin to position themselves. I mean, no doubt 30, 31, 32%, which is what lending rates are now, is not um, affordable for anyone. Uh, but then I think if you are uh, resting assured that you will not see further increments due to policy rate adjustments, really, it, it works for your planning. Then you can, you can, you can plan towards the future, really. Mm-hmm. A- and that is the kind of support we need to begin to get. And once things improve, you may get some uh, stimulus coming in from a cut in the policy rate, which, must, which might reduce the, the lending rate and, by extension, uh, encourage investment in the private sector. All right, Mr. Boti, do you get a sense of a further monetary tightening going forward, especially um, as the Bank of Ghana believes it measures uh, yielding results in relation to the rate of inflation by dropping, basically dropping? It depends on the dynamics going forward. I mean, as we speak, uh, my expectation is not further hikes. Uh, it is to hold for remainder of the year, and if things go the way they are, we may see a, a cut probably from, from March next year or sometime in quarter one going forward. But it's a fluid situation. Um, depending on the global dynamics, depending on the uh, impact of fuel prices, depending on exchange rate dynamics, even in this, uh, the, the, the final quarter of the year, um, and, and things related, you may uh, see a different dynamic than my warrant for the high. But at this point, given all factors considered, um, I think that the quarterly adjustment for utility tariffs, uh, at least judging from the quarter one, uh, quarter three numbers, uh, shows that we are near full cost recovery, and the exchange at the recoveries are almost, um, I mean, eroded or if you like, wiped out really. And so you do not expect very significant adjustment to utility tariffs. Uh, in quarter four and going forward, as we've seen in quarter one and two, really. These should all bode well for inflation. Uh, In addition to the main challenge has been food inflation. 
I don't know what specific interventions are going on in that sector to try to bring it down, but for August and September, but the expectation will be that the favorable base drift will, 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 will bring it down a bit, or if you like, the impact of the harvest season will bring it down a bit, and in quarter four, favorable base drift will sustain the disinflation process. So these are the dynamics as we speak. Things could change, it's a fluid situation, and that's when things changes, maybe the expectation changes. But as we speak now, I don't see further high, at least through the remainder of 2023. All right. Finally, let me get your perspective on this. A projection by the Economist Intelligence Unit on the CD, as the UK-based firm revised uh, its earlier projected depreciation of the CD of 30% to a dollar in 2023, and now um, to about 23% by the end of this year. Um, what, what do you think? I think they are aligning to uh, what the trend has been and what uh, uh, the market expectation has been all this while. We've seen back um, uh, January 2023 where we saw sharp depreciation, about 21% depreciation. Things have been quite stable from from the uh, second month. That's in February all the way till now. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Uh, the position is just about 22% uh, year-to-date, really, and, and that trend is expected to continue. I think um, issues related to uh, sentiments on the market, uh, issues related to portfolio reversals and, and stuff like that, which were the main drivers of the position in 2022, have largely uh, subsided. And you, even if the risk are not completely gone, you are not seeing a lot of those activities on the market. And even if reserves are very weak and government themselves are projecting uh, uh, 0.8 months of import cover by end of year, which is very fragile, I still think that uh, people are, are, are waking up to the fact that we need to uh, stop the speculation. We need to uh, own our own economy. And people are getting to the realization that the DDE has happened and we need to adjust with that. So the traditional things were buying dollars, the speculative tendencies, and the wild levels of repatriation that we saw previously is not happening again. And especially so when the bond market is not very active for those holding bonds, the foreigners, to want to even sell an exit, really. And so those are the things holding the city. We are in a critical period where the first review of the program is happening. We are expecting some flows from the IMF. If the review is successful, by November, we should get another 600 million flow in. The AFDB could also support all these things who can boost reserve and liquidity levels on the market. And I expect that things remain stable towards the end of the year, really. So what um, they are doing is really to revert to what the market is looking like at this point. All right. Thank you very much, Courage Buti, for your time. It's a lead research at GCB Capital, helping us understand all the issues in relation to the MPC meeting, which is currently underway, which, of course, will wrap up today and, of course, update us on Monday on the latest MPC um, um, rate. We shall keep an eye on that and keep you posted. Now, the Ghana Revenue Authority is fighting back claims of harassment alleged by members of the Ghana Union of Traders Association. 
Guta, in a press conference, accused the GRE of harassing its members at various ports and market centers over tax inspection. Now, let's bring in the perspective of a tax consultant to help us understand how the dynamics of all of these uh, works. But let's first watch Assistant Commissioner of the GRE in charge of enforcement at um, Accra Central, Joseph Annan, charging members uh, or the businesses to ensure all tax obligations are met to avoid any form of embarrassment. We are doing total tax compliance because uh, the tax is not limited to VAT. It's CIT, PAYE, uh, PIT, uh, SIS, tax stamp. We are looking at all taxes that are applicable to a particular taxpayer that we visit. So we are not limiting our search to only VAT. That is why when we come to an area, we look around and see uh, taxpayers who qualify to register for one tax type or the other. And I'm telling the public that that is how we are going to approach our quest to increase our collection. That is uh, a tax collection in this country. So it is not only VAT that you must comply with, but you must comply with all tax types. And we are going to go into our system when we come to you to look at all other tax types that are applicable to your business, to know whether you are compliant. And those that we have already visited, we are coming back to you to know whether after our visit, you are doing the right thing. And please, if we come and you are not doing the right thing, then you should know that when you come to our office, we are not going to smile with you. Yes. Okay, Mr. Annan, uh, Guta is raising concerns. They said some of their members, you are harassing them. Like today you enter the shop, you said they are not paying tax and all that. How do you respond to it? Yes, when we come to your shop, it's not that we say you are not paying tax. The reality is that you are not paying. And if you call that harassment, then I don't know what to say. Because ours is to the tax laws. And that's what we are paid to do. We are paid from the taxes that you pay. We return part of it to pay ourselves. So will you be happy to pay us and just sit in our offices? I don't think that is the way to go. You pay us to work. And that we shall do. So it's not about harassment. It's about whether you are paying your taxes. If you are paying your taxes, definitely, then there will be nothing like harassment. We are doing our job. And if you call that as harassment, then I don't know what to say. Yes. All right, so let's make sense out of this and go on Zoom and speak to a tax consultant, Francis Timoboy, for more. Um, pleasure you could join us sir, on the marketplace. How can we ensure that the GRA do their work lawfully so that it does not appear like harassment has been alleged by Guta. What is the best international practice? So I think that having proper documentation and doing the right thing is the solution. Mm. If you look at the accusation that Guta is raising, especially on the import side, where they are accusing the Kumasi-based uh, traders of extortion and all those things, GRA, is saying that um, the traders are not declaring the proper goods and they are not paying the right taxes. If you look at the composition or the setup of the customs units, they are more like paramilitary wing of the GRA. And so even Article 83 uh, puts them as part of the national security. So their function clearly is to facilitate trade and then to protect the revenue that's we get from import and export, and then also to protect the territorial security of this state. So GRA will, at all points, given the powers given to them, will try to enforce it if they notice that 
traders has traders are not complying with the law. Mm. Mr. Simbo, I want to understand what can Guta do on their part to resolve this impasse. So I think um, if the allegations that they are raising is true, then I think some form of engagement is needed. You know, GRE needs the business community to to collect the taxes mm. and. The business community, I mean, Guta people also need GRA to also operate when it comes to, for example, imports. So the best middle line is to do more of an engagement. I know they have petitioned the GRA, but I believe that there are more authorities within the chain that can be petitioned so that a middle ground can be found. And I also urge the GRA to educate the business community the more because sometimes we believe that some of them, everybody knows. Look at the current station of the VAT by the GRE officers. Some people don't know. Somebody gets his money and believes that he can just set up a business. And so more education is needed so that we need them to get the money. Otherwise, if businesses are not in Ghana, where are we going to get the tax revenue? GRE is accusing the traders of misclassifying their goods at the ports. Again, how can such issues like this nature be resolved? So I think that the solution, there's a solution at the port. You remember when we went for the paperless uh, clearance system? Mm. GRA has made uh, a procedure such that the classification of goods is categorized into three. Every container is either red, if it is red, per the GRA's own risk assessment. If it is red, then it means that they have to do physical examination. They will open the container and check every single lighter. So there can be misclassification. GRA will find it at the port. Two, if your container is green, then it means that there's no risk. And they consider factors such as the credibility, the credibility of the, the importer, the consistency of the goods, and then how homogeneous the goods are. So that at that point, it is only paper verification. So if it is paper verification and the, the scanner says I am green, then it means that there's no risk. If it is yellow, then there is a mixture of both. So I think that unless the rules are relaxed at the port, it will be hard for you know importers to say they have been classified. If it is red, then you have to do a physical examination. However, there is the possibility that if there is any misclassification or if something is going on and the GR is not detecting it at the port, then maybe there is some conniver at the port which needs investigation. All right. In a minute, the practice where the GRA officers are stationed to check VAT, can there be a more sustainable way of checking VAT since the traders say it is very inconvincing for them? I think the, the practice is more temporary because I don't know how long GRA can be in the premises and then how many places they can be looking at the staff strength of the, the units. Uh, are you going to be only in Accra, Kumasi, what about the other regions? For me, it's not sustainable. I think that when they are trying as much as possible to make sure people comply, uh, they should find a more sustainable way of making people more compliant, possibly making the laws punitive. And then when you bring them into the net, they, they remain. And nowadays, taxation is more of a, a client-based approach than the old system of military approach. You can do that for some time. But how long are you going to be in the premises? Are you going to have another office there? That's not sustainable. And I believe that the deployment of the technology, the EVAT system, is also going well, to we'll be able to raise it out, if, if they're able to roll it out across all businesses. All right. 
Thank you very much, Francis Timoboy, for your time here at the Marketplace. He's a tax consultant helping us understand the issues in relation to GRA and GUTA. Now, the Ghana Association of Industries has called on the Public Utilities Regulatory Commission to ensure that the industry sector pay fair tariffs. According to the association's chief executive officer, Seth Chumakwawa, it has become imperative for industry to pay lower tariffs as compared to households to stay competitive. He has been speaking at the final day of the 2023 Association of Ghana Industries Industrial Summit. The 2023 Association of Ghana Industries Industrial Summit and Exhibition was held on the theme Industrialization through Sustainable Efficient Supply Chains. The three-day event brought together captains of industry as well as small and medium businesses to network and deliberate on the growth of the sector. President of the Association, Dr. Humphrey Ayim Dake, called on Ghana to support local firms scale up to stay competitive in the African region to ensure Ghana benefits fully from the African Continental Free Trade Agreement. Our manufacturing subsector today's contribution to the gross domestic product, that is the GDP, has virtually stalled at about 11% per annum. While finding pathways to deepen our industrialization drive in this three-day summit, it is my wish that we explore ways of attracting investments to quickly develop the raw material base we consume. Currently, our preparedness to take full advantage of the Continental Free Trade Agreement is still debatable considering the state of our capacity and our productive base. Minister for Trade and Industry, Katie Hammond, assured players in the sector of government support to protect local industries. Cost of financing, transport and logistics, regulatory compliance, port and custom clearance, taxation, as well as industry-specific imbalances in the tariff regime for imports and locally manufactured products. Government is not oblivious to them. And that's it for the marketplace for today. I am Pius Kujubaka. Do get stories when you log on to myjoyonline.com forward slash business with great stories on that portal for you. To enjoy the rest of our programs. See you. Bye. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.